In today's episode, we're speaking to Mark Myers. Mark served in the Marines for eight plus years and received the Distinguished Medal Award and Robert A. Mitt Award for Outstanding Leadership. Today, he is a founder and the CEO of Peak Profit Solutions, a financial services company that for 15 plus years has helped thousands of people, business owners especially, permanently reduce their tax bills on average of 50% without replacing the CPAs or financial advice financial investment advisors and today we speak to him to find out how you can treat um your your tax as a profit center how let's find out money mindset with girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. Once again, we have the wonderful, we have the charming Mark Myers. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Gold. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us again, Mark. It was a, we had a fantastic conversation on Friday Future, but we had to be back today on Money Talkies. Everyone's heard the intro once again, Mark. Please, but telling you was what it is that you do. I help people reduce their most uh, consistent burden, which is tax liability. So I help them reduce that quite substantially. Wonderful, because today we are talking about how to treat your tax burden as your profit center. Now, that title is really interesting. Most people think, how can I possibly make my tax burden into a profit center? How do you do that? Well, you know, surely I have to pay my tax. So do you want to explain the title first? Absolutely. Most people, when they, particularly if they're business owners, but they don't have to be business owners. I can help non-business owners. They look at that tax burden, that that check that they write either every time they pay themselves or once or quarterly, depending on how they're making their tax payments. They look at it as just a, a, a required retail payment. Like they just, this is what my tax bracket is. This is how much I made. This is how much my tax bill is going to be. That's the problem. Most people don't realize that, particularly in the, U- in the U.S., the first 5,000 or so pages of tax code really show you how to pay your tax. The, the remaining 70,000 plus plus pages show you different ways to pay less tax. So I look at that. The tax code is a huge coupon book. Mm. It's, a, it's a very large book of coupons. Unfortunately, the IRS in the United States doesn't send, uh, send a, coup- a flyer out every week to say, oh, why don't you clip this coupon and clip that coupon so you can pay less tax? That's what I do. I help people find the coupons, which are specific tax codes that allow for you to implement certain things that give you tax benefit. So if you spend a little more time there, that 50%, 40%, 30% burden from your profit can be significantly reduced. And what kind of reduction are we looking at? We're talking about 5, 10, 10% or or more? Uh, My average is generally 50%. I can usually reduce someone's tax burden by 50%. Wow, that's a huge amount. That's a huge amount. And does that does it does it stop any range? So for example, if you you know I run multiple seven figure companies, one of them is verging on the on eight figures now. So if I have, uh, I mean, I'm also based in UK, so it won't re- we won't be relevant. So assuming I was based in the US and I had an eight figure company, this is there a threshold of how much we can save? Or because after a certain amount, you ha- you know you 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 have those liabilities, or is it exponential? Well, you know, it's interesting because the more income someone has. 
the more opportunities there are. It's interesting, oh. like, because some okay. certain, I mean, a lot of opportunities have a cost. Right. So essentially when you have to reduce your tax, there is an expense to that. So you have to make sure that your tax reduction is significantly more than your cost. Right. Just like business, right? I'm going to put my money into these cogs and I'm going to resell them for a profit. Same thing. If I'm going to do this, this strategy, if there's going to be a cost to implementing this strategy, that is essentially going to, but my net yield will be my tax savings. So if I can spend a dollar, but I can get $4 of tax savings, $4 of deductions, so to speak, well, that usually works out pretty well for people. If they can spend a dollar and reduce their, their tax liability by $4, depending on their bracket, that can essentially help them. And that's, you know, obviously there's a lot of different ways to do that, but that's the goal. Okay. All right. So so talk us through this now, this possible, you know, how do we reduce our tax burden? So what's, what's, what are the few strategies that you can, you know, share with us today? Yeah, we'll, we'll start with some basics. I mean, I, I would say that at this point, my, go- my goal has been for the last decade is to, to uh, seek out the different areas of the tax code that can be utilized for not only business business efficiency, but also for tax efficiency as well. So I have over a dozen different ways to reduce taxes. And in most of the ways I'm working with other groups. So it's not like, again, remember, I'm a you know master's degree in sports management. I'm, I managed health clubs for a number of years. So I'm not like this tax attorney savant. I just know how to explore and find this group of tax attorneys that employ this strategy, this group of accounting professionals that employ this strategy, this group of business strategists that work with tax attorneys and CPAs to employ this strategy. And I know how to bring these groups into the play. Like, so I basically do an analysis, find facts. I say there's four coupons that you're not using that would work really well for you, Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner. Let's talk about how they work and let's talk about how to integrate them together. But one of the first things that I like to talk about, particularly in the U.S., is I call it the chip shot. Why do I call it the chip shot? It's because it was initiated or it was born in this little place in Georgia called Augusta. And if you're if you know golf in the United States and you know that, oh, in Augusta, Georgia, every year there's this little tournament called the Masters. And it's a PGA tournament. It's very exclusive. The winner gets a green jacket. It's one of the biggest golf tournaments of the year. And interestingly enough, about 50 plus years ago, because it's such a small town and the whole world essentially converges on it, at least the golfing golf lover world from all over, they come over, they come to Augusta to enjoy the Masters about a week or so event. And it's a very small town. So 50 plus years ago, the, the individuals that lived in very nice homes around this illustrious golf course, they realized that they could actually leave town, go on a little trip and and rent their home out to like a corporation coming in that wanted to wine and dine their clients and customers. And they wanted to have a nice space close to the course. So these individuals realized they could rent their homes and for a pretty penny and go away for a few days, whether they rent it to a, a wealthy, a very wealthy um, family or they rent it to a corporation. So interestingly enough, what they did was they lobbied to Congress, you know, the House and Senate, and they had friends in the House and Senate. And they said, hey, we have these homes that we're renting, but we don't get a lot of deductions for our personal rentals. We get a lot of deductions for our investment properties, but we don't get deductions for our personal homes. So the law was passed, and there's two tax codes, 163 and 288. It basically says, and this is for anybody in America, by the way, you can rent your home, your personal home, which as long as it's a not an income-producing property, it's your primary residence, and you're not using it generally for income. You can rent that to a third party for up to a certain number of days per year. And the income that you receive from that third party to rent your home is not taxable. 
So the interesting thing about that is people are like, well, that's great, Mark, but I don't, I don't live near Augusta, the, the golf course, and I don't want strangers in my home. Why would I leave? And I don't want to Airbnb my own home just to get some free income. Well, I say, interestingly enough, if you own an S corp or a partnership or a C corporation, those are third parties. Those are another, that's another person. So guess what that C corp, S corp or partnership can do? 1065 partnership. They can rent your home for board of director meetings, business strategy meetings, any type of events that you want to have or small meetings just to promote your, to, to grow your business. So now what you're doing is you're creating an expense through your corporation but that expense is going straight to you as an individual and you're not paying taxes on it. So you're reducing your profit from your company. That profit's coming to you as a payment to rent your own home from your company. And that do those dollars that come to you, as long as you follow the rules, is not taxable. So I call it the chip shop because it's usually anywhere between twenty dollars and $50,000 a year. Hey, but $20,000 to fit up to $50,000 a year that you're not paying taxes on, particularly in the high brackets in the U.S., I mean, that's... That's twenty. That's going to be ten to twenty five thousand dollars of tax savings yeah. per year just for having meetings in your home, and basically charging your corporation for those meetings and following the rules. Wow! Yeah, that's that's amazing. I don't think I don't know if we have having like that similar in London, in the UK at all. Uh, I'm rattling my brain about it at the moment, but I know that there are some. We've got some um, benefits when it comes to Airbnb. You know, like short term lets. Um, and then we can let out our a room, a, a roomlet in in our primary residence, residence, and make seven and a half thousand, which is tax free, so something similar to that. But it's very small, uh, but it's still there. Uh, but nothing of in that in, as in that capacity that you just mentioned. Okay, so that's one one part. Can you give us any other another additional strategy which can help us reduce our or make our you know tax into a profit center? Absolutely. I mean, we could go on there all day if you wanted to go, but let's share a few Yeah, I'll focus on some of the low hanging fruit. And there's there's a couple more that I think are pretty, pretty um, with when it comes to income, regular income. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people understand that. And I don't know how this works in the UK, but in the US, when you give a, a donation to a charitable organization, qualified 501c3, you can take a deduction for that. Okay. So, but the way it works in the U.S. is okay. I'm going to give to my church or my house of worship or a, a philanthropy that feeds needy, you know, help people or helps single moms, whatever. When you give to them, you give them a dollar. And if your tax bracket, say your your blended tax rate is 45 percent, which is like a California high income earner in California, can be 45 50 cents mm -hmm. tax bracket. So they're giving a dollar away, but they're saving. Let's just call it 50 cents. Well, it still costs them 50 cents, right? They spend a dollar to save 50 cents. The only way that that works is if you really love the charitable organization, well, then you got to give them a dollar. They got to keep the whole dollar, but it only cost you 50 cents. Okay, that's great for them, but it wasn't really a, a an amazing you know wealth building strategy for you. You just basically lost less money. So interestingly enough, and this would happen for 100 plus years, mm. people have been able to donate tangible assets. So now I say, well, what if you're not donating, donating a dollar to that charitable organization? What if you're donating an asset tangible asset that you own. Well, that becomes more interesting because when you donate an asset to a charitable organization, you can take the fair market value for the donation as long as you get a qualified third-party appraisal and it's done correctly. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing now is I can give people a an asset and I can for a dollar, but I can give them an asset for a dollar that's worth, say, $4. Mm -hmm. So that becomes interesting. So now they control a $4 asset, but it only costs them a dollar. Well, now, if you donate an asset that on the fair market value with the appraisal is worth $4, think about that in California tax brackets. 
$4 deduction gives them a $2 tax savings. It only costs them a dollar to get a $2 tax savings. So they just traded a dollar for $2 in tax savings. I'm a bit lost. 100%. I'm sorry. Um, you can see that from my face. Why would you give something that's worth $4 for a dollar? I'm a bit lost. I mean, I know you're donating it, but if you're donating it, you're donating it. I don't, I don't understand the process behind it. So that's an interesting question, Gold. I think that that's where it becomes interesting, right? Who's going to, first of all, who's going to sell you an asset worth $4 for a dollar, right? That's the first hurdle. That'll be, so, like so, so, that, okay, okay. So that'll be your business. Right. The, 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 the question I always get is, well, great. I'd love to buy an asset that's worth $4 for a dollar, but why yeah. would anybody in their exactly. right mind sell yeah. it if it's worth $4? Yeah. Well, a lot of times what we're doing in this situation is we're looking at commodities. We're looking at like things that people pull out of the ground. A lot of times it's minerals, trace minerals, okay. certain types of things that they use for for nutraceuticals or organic fertilizers. And now you have someone that maybe owns thousands of acres of this type of material, and it would take them 25, 30 years to sell through what they could pull out of the ground. Okay. So what we do is we go to them and say, hey, if you could sell a lot of that in a short period of time, right, you're still going to profit from it, but you're going to make a lot less when you sell it to us because mm -hmm. we because we want to buy it at a bulk discount. How much would you be willing to sell at a significant discount to its current fair market value? And they would have been able to sell it anyway. So now they're saying, well, we normally sell it for this price, but we can only sell this much. And then, of course, we have to wait till next year to pull the rest out of the ground. And then we have to wait next year to pull the rest out of the ground. We say, okay, well, how much are you willing to pull out of the ground to make a much smaller profit? And if they're willing to pull it out of the ground, we'll say we'll buy however much you'll give to us. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. So that's how we get the asset at a significant discount. And then we resell it in lots. And so now we put it into a partnership and we have a whole bunch of individuals that have high income, whether you're W-2, like you can be an employee mm -hmm. or a business owner. And we say, Mr. or Mrs. Business Owner, Mr. or Mrs. High Income Earning W-2 Employee, we can sell you an asset worth $4 for a dollar. And they say, well, great. How does that help me? Because I don't know. I'm, I don't understand how to sell this. I don't want to, I mean, I'm busy doing my work. I don't want to profit. Well, guess what? We already have a charitable organization. I would love to receive that asset and they can use it. So we say, purchase this asset in the partnership. Okay. Donate it to this charitable organization. It's a, it's an easy one, two, three process. And when they donate it, it's, we say, well, guess what? A $4 deduction for you is going to give you $2 in tax savings. So we're basically giving you a $2 tax savings for a dollar. So that's essentially ah. one of the coupons that we use is to leverage their deduction. We're basically saying you can normally give money away to a charitable organization and get a deduction. But now that you're giving this tangible asset away, you can get a leveraged deduction because you can get a, I'm just using a $4 deduction. It only costs you a dollar to buy a $4 deduction. Well, that's a significant gain once you get, get your tax savings. So the question is, how much can I do that for? You know, the, the federal limit in the U.S. is 30%. Give a million dollars of income, you can't take a deduction for more than thirty percent of that. So three hundred thousand hmm. dollars, and that's the limit, right? Even though you might have two million dollars worth of asset to give away, they're not going to let you take a deduction for more than thirty percent of your adjusted gross income. Yes. Yeah, so 
now that we know what the maximum deduction that you someone can take is, mm-hmm. we just backwards reverse engineer how much asset do they need to purchase to get that deduction. So yeah. for example, if someone has a million dollars of income and we're trying to reduce that, mm-hmm. so now we can reduce it by up to 30%, that's 300,000. Yeah. Now we can give that person a $300,000 deduction for $75,000 because we're able to give them access to this asset at a 75% discount to its current fair market value. So now that they purchased a $300,000 deduction for $75,000, if they're like a California resident in the highest tax brackets, they're going to save $150,000 in tax, but they only paid $75,000 to do it. Hmm. So that's uh, an interesting coupon, but it only works for 30% of your AGI. So then the people ask, well, what do I do with the remaining 70%? If if you're a million dollar income earner or $10 million income earner, and you're like, okay, well, you, you reduce my taxes by 30% or reduce my income by 30%, giving me a nice return, but I still have a lot of tax, I still have a lot of income to pay taxes on. What else can you do? Mm-hmm. And that's when we start working into, you know, multiple layers of strategy to kind of we can't usually make their tax go away, but we can significantly reduce, reduce it. it. Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm understanding that you can reduce it by by a significant amount. And this is before, so this is on, on the business itself, not not just personal income, it can be on the business amount, right? So, so it's, is it, I'm just asking questions because I'm trying to get my head around this. So in UK, we have businesses. So the the there's a corporation tax of that, which has gone up from 19 to 25%, which is horrible, but it is. So we've got 25% uh, corporation tax to pay. Once that's paid, if I take money from the business, it'll be dividends. So are we ever talk, are we talking about that tax that can be reduced or is it the corporation tax we're including as well that can be reduced? Yeah, so this great question, Goal, in this coupon, in this coupon, we really focus on the personal income tax because in the United States, your um, your tax brackets on the personal side are higher than the corporate side. And that well, same here. Same, same, same for us as well. So if, I, if, if, I'm, over, if I'm above the 50,000 threshold, then I would be paying, um, once the 25% has been paid, then any money I take on top would be based on my my tax, whatever, whichever bracket I fall into. And which obviously, obviously someone like me would fall in the higher bracket, end up. So I end up paying about 40, 50% tax, you know, which is a lot, a lot. And that that's, you know, that's, so uh, the corporation tax is separate and then my personal tax is separate. So that's what I was trying to get to it too. So this, this tax we're referring to is a personal element, right? We really want to we want to tackle that high bracket on your personal side. Yeah. And that's where you get the leverage because when you're getting, for example, on your your corporate bracket is only 25, I mean, not only 25%, you're getting double tax, just like you know, we do in the mm-hmm. in the US with C Corps. But you know, if you're buying an, an asset for 25 cents, that's worth a dollar. Mm-hmm. Well, if you take a dollar deduction and you're at a 25 cent tax bracket, then you're right back where you started. Yeah. Right, you you bought something for twenty five cents. You get a, dedu- a dollar deduction, and of course, you're at twenty five cent tax brackets. Means you save twenty five cents in tax. So why did you even do it? You bought something for twenty five cents. You gave it away. You got a twenty five cent tax savings. So we want to do this at the, at the personal level because if you bought something for a dollar or bought something for twenty five, let's use a dollar. You bought it for a dollar. It's worth four dollars, but your tax bracket is fifty cents, mm-hmm. forty five cents. So now you're saving. A dollar seventy or a dollar eighty, but it only costs you a dollar. So that's where we really want to get that arbitrage is on the personal tax brackets because they're much higher and they much much more effective. So that's an interesting way to do it. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so I think 
if you want to quickly just give a, a one or two others, just without the wrong explanation, just sort of just hint out to the others. Obviously, there are so many other things. And if someone's really interested, they have to contact you and, and sort of sit down with, the, with you with their personal situation so you can guide them through. I just want you to hint out a couple few others just, just briefly before we wrap this episode up and, and sort of move forward, just so people under, people get to understand that there are these are possibilities out there. And obviously, they need to speak to an expert before, you know, they, but rather than trying themselves, they can if you want to, but I highly always recommend going to an expert. So, but at least let them know that there are possibilities out there. So just give us a couple more. So two more quick ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. So one is I'll, I'll give you Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. People, Most people know who Jeff Bezos is, yeah. right? Owner of Amazon. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Bezos purchased $30 billion worth of a certain asset last year. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't think, I mean, maybe he does want to make the world a greener place, but he purchased solar to the tune of 30 plus billion dollars. Why did Jeff Bezos purchase solar? Why did Wells Fargo? Why did Chase Bank? Why did Bank of America? Why did they all purchase billions of dollars worth of solar last year? Hmm. Well, because the federal government in the United States will give them a tax credit. So for every dollar of solar they purchase, they get used to be 30%. Now you can get 40 or 50% of tax credit and the tax credit is dollar for dollar. If you have a dollar tax credit, then it offsets a dollar of federal tax liability. What else do you get when you buy solar? You get tax, you get depreciation because solar depreciates. What else do you get when you buy solar? Cash flow, because whoever is getting the energy from the panels has to pay for the energy. So Jeff Bezos, Wells Fargo, Chase Bank, they all purchased solar to the tune of billions of dollars last year because they wanted the tax credit, they wanted the depreciation, and they wanted the cash flow. I help people do the same thing. But they can right. actually get more benefit than Jeff Bezos. Why? Because his per, his corporate tax rate is twenty one percent. But we can make it. We can take that depreciation against Google your personal income at forty five percent. So a dollar depreciation is worth more to you than it is to Jeff Bezos. Yeah. So that's strategy number two: is to buy solar, but doing it in a specific way to, where you get tax credit, depreciation, and cash flow, and you can take the tax credit and the depreciation against global income. Okay. So if you have income coming in from real estate, you have income coming from interest earning from these uh, stocks, you have income coming in from your business or your W-2, we can actually take the tax credit and the depreciation from the solar and offset that income. Last but not least, this is, there's so many more things that can be done. Again, that the, the, the book is huge, 70,000 plus pages. There's so many coupons in there. But the one that a lot of people like is when they're selling an appreciated asset. Mm-hmm. They've got this home, they've got this apartment complex, they've got this business, they've got this private equity, they helped their cousin in business, and now his business is worth a lot, and they're selling it, or he bought, they bought you these stocks, and now they're worth so much more, and they're looking at this big capital gain, right? They've owned this, they've owned them for a year or two or three mm-hmm. or four or five or 20. Now they're selling, and they're looking, oh, I've got to pay, in California, as high as 37%, mm-hmm. you know, capital gain, you know, after federal plus NIAT plus the state. And then even in Florida, you know, it's it 23.8%. So how do we make that 238 to 37% tax mm-hmm. go away? And that's all about structuring your sales. So prior to selling that asset, we need to actually shift the assignment of income away from the owner. So if we can pre-plan that sale and make sure we move the ownership into a, dish, a, a different entity that you control there's a lot of different ways for that new entity to pay that tax bill, which are significantly better than you paying the tax bill if you just sold it in your name. So I guess where I'm going here is prior to selling an asset that you're going to pay a significant amount of capital gains tax, let's talk about how we can structure that sale to give you a lot better tax outcome as long as you don't sell it in your name. 
So that was big, that was really insightful and very, very interesting. But now let's just wrap this up today's episode. So tell us, uh, Mark, how can we connect with you? Because I do believe that these are great insights, but if you want to really if you want to really benefit from this, you need to speak to men, uh, an expert or mentor like yourself. Doing it on your own, you'll, you'll like to fall in the pitfalls. So how would someone connect with you in the US and uh, and um, you know sort of seek your help? Just come to my website, PeteProfitSolutions.com. And on that website, they'll be able to uh, learn a little bit more about me. They can actually schedule an appointment. I have a calendar available where I can take you know, a 20 minute conversation. And literally it only takes me 20 minutes or so to determine how much opportunity or how many coupons the person is eligible for. So go to peakprofitsolutions.com and find a time to chat or maybe just download some case studies and we can go get started from there. Wonderful. Now, if you are listening to our podcast, the link for Mark would be in the show notes. And if you're watching the evening down below in the description section we'll have all the link for my mark Myers as well do check him out and especially if you're in the u.s check him out how to see how he can help you reduce your tax burden and make it into a profit center well thank you so much for joining us mark it's been a wonderful um experience and even though you're specifically um you know talking about u.s tax laws i think i've got some ideas about what was possible for us in the in the uk too so thank you so much for today's episode thank you so much for having me it was it was a lot of fun and thank you for listening to me and Mark today on Money Talkies. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.